take a deep breath and remember there's a power breathing you. This is your space of sanity in an evolving world where we learn about spiritual law and how to apply it to our lives in a way that is practical and life-changing. This is where we remember truth to make the world a better place one person at a time. I'm Claire Lotier, inspirational speaker, teacher of the technology of transformation, and a certified life mastery consultant and spiritual coach. Welcome to the Grace Space. We've been journeying for some time now through a process of inner alchemy, and I've shared with you each week an alchemical key that sets you free from the past, which is the only thing that can truly bind us. Even a person who's lost their physical freedom or had it severely restricted is capable of transcending that limitation if they can liberate the spirit. Look at the great physicist Stephen Hawking, who through a progressive degenerative illness gradually lost every physical faculty of movement and even communication, and yet became a world-renowned and made some of the most important contributions to our understanding of black holes. He was quoted as saying toward the end of his life, Who could have asked for anything more? I've tried to give you as much as I can for your liberation from anything that binds you or weighs you down. These alchemical keys are part of your ascension toolbox. Ascension is what's happening on the planet now. It's simply an evolutionary leap in consciousness. Uh, It's rapid. It feels radical. It feels extreme. Um, There's a very strong sense of pressure and a strong sense of acceleration, and it's totally normal. We as a humanity are moving into a higher frequency range, and this is within a universal context where all of creation is expanding and consciousness is evolving. It's not just us. Ascension means moving up. We're moving up in frequency. And if you look at the astrology, the space weather, the dramatic increase in M-class and X-class solar flares, the changes in the Schumann resonance, the fact that we're moving through the photon belt together with the weakening of the Earth's magnetic field and the Sun's magnetic field. I mean, boy, it's it's evident that we're being bombarded with a level of cosmic energy that's unprecedented that we've never experienced before as a humanity. And we have to metabolize a lot more photonic energy, in other words, light, than we've ever had to. It's a big deal. (laughs) So I won't go into the details because that could be an entire series of this podcast, and I'm not a scientist. But you can do your own research, and it's fascinating. None of this is causing ascension, you understand. It's all occurring of its own and in the harmony of universal order and cosmic cycles of time that are mind-blowingly vast, it's happening. And when these harmonic convergences occur, we experience awakening, spiritual awakening to more of what we are. That is increasing awareness and higher states of consciousness. We are being tuned up to a higher frequency. We can also see that in the shift of paradigms from the Piscean to the Aquarian age, for example, that happened in 2012. But when this happens, and it's just happening, 
it can be really uncomfortable, especially at the beginning. We are losing density, and that means that all the heaviness we've carried with us as the weight of the past, all of this karma is coming up for dissolution. If you want to know what karma you're carrying, just look at yourself and your life. You're it. <laughs> You've got it all. Your physical, mental, and emotional constitution, your memories and programs, your family and lineage, your history, not just from this incarnation, but from all of them. It's all carried in your DNA. And what you are right now in the situation in which you find yourself represents the sum total of your karmic inheritance, both that which is aligned with truth, what we could call karmic merit, and that which is not yet aligned with truth. And that's the heavy stuff, the dark stuff, the stuff that's hard, right? So whatever is in separation, shadow, dissonance, I guess you could say, to the light that you are, because that is the truth, all of that stuff is coming up for healing and integration. And that's true on the individual level as well as the collective level. We have individual karma as well as collective karma. We come in like a flock of birds or a swarm of bees. <laughs> come in and go out in collective karma together. And that's why it can sometimes look like things are getting worse when actually it's the ascension process itself that is bringing all of this negativity to light because it cannot be carried forward. We can't bring the density of the past, what's unresolved in us individually and collectively with us into a higher frequency range simply because it's not compatible. It vibrates at a lower frequency, it can't exist in a higher frequency. So vibrationally, it's incompatible. So we're seeing the demolition and the dissolution of all obsolete forms that belong to an old level of consciousness as we're transitioning to a higher level of consciousness. And that can be very distressing to people, depending on the degree of attachment we have to the only structures and systems we've ever known. I mean, it makes sense, right? We're going into the unknown and that is, that's scary. So if your life seems to be falling apart and you think that this is all doom and gloom and it's terrible, and this is happening to lots of people, moving locations, things happening suddenly, loss of jobs, death, relationships cracking under the pressure, health issues and so on, try not to hold on. Try to recognize that everything that is not compatible with the fifth dimensional frequency range is being swept aside because you can't take it with you. By the way, I'll put some links in the show notes to the episodes I've done on Ascension in case this is all new to you and you're not sure what I'm talking about. So it isn't necessarily that you have to lose everything you've built. It's more about healing and recontextualization. For example, if a relationship is falling apart, it may be because it can no longer continue in its current form. We have to realize that most of our relationships have been founded on the interaction of two egos and all the projections and illusions that entails. It may be that in this new energy, the relationship can no longer function as it used to when it was easier just to sweep things under the rug, look the other way, you know. And the toxic dynamics and the power struggles that were present under the surface, driven by the ego, now they're forced to the surface. And all of this is so that we can start to come from love instead. That's a much higher frequency of spiritual power. 
It's a state of being, not an emotion that can quickly turn into its opposite when the other person fails to fulfill our needs and expectations and solve our problems. That's not love. That's not love. That's attachment. We have to be honest with ourselves about that. And even though many long-term partnerships have been held together for the sake of convenience or the kids or uh, some kind of mutual unspoken agreement not to grow, we're discovering that it's not sustainable in this energy. Because this new energy puts an intense pressure on us to grow. And it's, forgive my language, shit or get off the pot time. There's a deep desire for authenticity now. So many relationships are either caving in or alchemically shifting to a higher level of relating, transforming into beautiful, more spiritually oriented relationships where partners can fulfill their highest potential and allow for the other person's growth as well. So that's one form that the expression of this new energy can take, but it's being expressed in every area of life, obviously. So wherever there's chaos or change or dissolution, there's an opportunity for a higher potential to be expressed. So you don't have to see it as a bad thing. But you have to be willing. It takes a lot of courage to allow your life to transform. So we all have choices to make. Some people are digging in their heels, closing their eyes and ears and resisting like hell. And you may not be able to help them. And I would advise that you focus on yourself and your own letting go. Because sometimes we try to save others because we don't want to face our own stuff. Besides, every moment of peace, of heart opening, acceptance, forgiveness, gratitude, and love that you experience, that you embody, every gain that you make in what you become, in what you're vibrating, supports the collective. We are totally intrinsically connected to the infinite field of consciousness, and what you vibrate is fed into that field for the good of the whole or to the detriment of the whole. That's why it's so important to learn how to raise your own vibration and it's the best thing you can do for those you love and care about, whether they're in your intimate circle or on the other side of the planet. We're all one. So these alchemical keys are part of your ascension toolbox. They're simple pointers you can use to help yourself and in a moment we're going to review them all. But as I said many times, each of these keys that I've shared with you is powerful enough purely on its own to unlock the door to freedom for you. If you simply embrace one of them and apply it across the board and without exception, it will do the trick. I say unlock the door to freedom, but the truth is that door is not locked. It only seems to be. Remember that scene in V for Vendetta where uh, Natalie Portman discovers the prison cell that she's in was never locked? The scene where she swings the door open and, spoiler alert, realizes the whole thing was staged. It wasn't even real. Ooh, that gave me chills. Life is like that. We take everything so seriously. And I'm speaking for myself here, too. With tunnel vision, we can get completely locked inside the drama, which is really just a drama. It's a, it's a scenario. It's a set. <laughs> 
for our growth. Everything is designed for our maximum opportunity, maximum growth, maximum expression of potential. And if there's a part of you that objects to that and says, well, no, because my situation is really very serious, very grave. Yes, on one level, relatively speaking, things are serious, things are grave. But I will say to you that that's a sure sign that you've lost your perspective and you are screaming inside of a jail cell that is unlocked. I still have to remind myself of that when I grab the bars and get ready to wail, right? It's a very convincing illusion. Wearing the world lightly doesn't mean that we don't respect life, that we don't respect what's coming up in life and what people are in a very real way living through. On the contrary, wearing the world lightly is a sign of compassion for our shared humanity and the understanding that the challenges that we face are real and they are for us and our evolution. They are meant to be transcended. It's just like going to the gym. I mean, you can't build muscle without resistance, right? Without the weight and, and without tearing muscle fibers to, to build more, right? The challenges that we face, the issues that we have are there for us. They are meant to be transcended. So I've given you many keys in this series for transcendence. But there's one of them, maybe, that you can really relate to right now that really speaks to you more than the others. Use that one. Commit to that one. Because here's what happens. The mind happens. The egoic mind is not your friend in spiritual development, even when it pretends to be. What it really wants is to distract you. It's a part of your mind that's always looking for the next shiny object, whether it's a new toy, new relationship, new house, new pair of shoes, a new belief system, a new drama to get tied up in knots about. You get the picture. It's roving. It's looking for the next thing. It opts for drama over aliveness because aliveness can only be experienced through your presence. It's in resistance to the present moment, the ego, right? It's in resistance to truth. That's its nature because truth shines forth in the present moment. And that is its undoing. And on the spiritual path, we're even more subject to distraction because of all the astral sideshows that are weird and interesting, some of which may be legitimate, but many of which are just a waste of your time if you're a serious spiritual student, and some of which are definitely to be avoided because they're actually traps for the spiritually naive and unwary with grave karmic consequences. You can chase your tail for years, stopping at every booth in the spiritual amusement park and have your palm read, your aura photographed, your psychic intuitive reading done, your Enneagram done, your sidereal and tropical birth charts done, your runes thrown. You can get your yayas from primal screaming, drawing cards, aura cleansing, channeling, different yogas and pranayama, colon cleansing and purifying diets. Travel to other dimensions, meet your spirit guides, travel to other solar systems and say hi to the inhabitants of distant planets and just generally get lost in the phantasmagoria of a creation which multiplies itself into infinity forever and ever. Amen. Hey, I've done it. I love that stuff. I've done it all and more. And it doesn't mean, as I said, 
that some of it doesn't have legitimacy or that it can't be helpful at different stages of your growth. But eventually you realize that you still have to let all of that go. If your major dominant intention is freedom from illusion, you learn to steer clear of what is just a distraction from that one truth which is beyond all form. Because all this distraction is still part of the world of form, whether it's tangibly materialistic or somewhat more elusive. It's a, a multidimensional circus where you can get lost for an eternity if you want to. But beyond all form, beyond the infinite creative manifestation, is one reality, the realization of one divine presence. Which is once again why I encourage you, if you are truly an inner alchemist, and you want not distraction, but true freedom, to pick one practice you feel drawn to and stick with it for a while. That's the challenge. Really commit to it. And the first thing you'll notice is how your mind will start to look for something more, something better, something different, something else to do. That's when you know you got it on the run, because when you subject it to the razor-like edge of one spiritual tool over and over again, it starts to twist and contort itself and run away because it knows that one tool is all you need to release the underpinnings of the whole structure of the ego. So let's review the keys that we've explored during these weeks of inner alchemy and feel for the one that you can work with, stick with, commit to, and use as a tool. Even if only for one week, just try it. Radically commit to it as your mantra and see what happens. The first key was I am responsible. I am responsible for my experience of life. I'm responsible for whatever comes up in my life simply by the fact that it's there. And I don't need to understand why. My circumstances and conditions are not accidental or random, nor are they caused by anything out there, however much they may seem to be. They are the spontaneous actualization from moment to moment of potentialities based on my choices. My choices are to some degree circumscribed by my karmic inheritance as subconscious programs and memories in me that drive me without my even realizing it. I'm not to blame for these programs and memories, but since they are in me, I'm the only one who can deal with them. You understand it's not possible to experience anything but the contents of our own consciousness. And the world we experience is of our own creation in that with every thought you think and with every choice you make, you are collapsing the waveform. That's just physics and that materializes your reality all around you. Therefore, are we responsible? So would you be willing to take responsibility in every circumstance without blame, without blaming yourself or anyone else, without saying it's because of this? No, you don't know what it is because of. It's not because of anything. Would you be willing to claim and own your creation every moment? Maybe this radical key is for you. What would happen and how would your life change if you applied this tool? The next key was, I do not see things as they are. We are all programmed. We have to realize that. 
we see and experience life filtered through our perceptual apparatus, which is a lens of distortion. All right, that's the starting point. That's where we're starting. It's distorted by the programs and the memories in us, the karmic inheritance that we have influences our perception. So I see things from my point of view, but I definitely don't see the whole picture. I couldn't possibly. I see a tiny infinitesimal portion of an infinite puzzle where everything fits together perfectly. But even that tiny portion that I perceive is the object of perception and therefore it's distorted in some way. This is very humbling, <laughs> very humbling. And that's great. Once we accept this, we can begin to free ourselves from our programming and we can also laugh at ourselves a lot more. We can start to see things from a different, more empowering point of view. We can appreciate that others see things from their point of view and perceptual apparatus doesn't make them wrong. We don't have to take things personally. We develop compassion for ourselves and others in the world and we can stop trying to change other people or the world. We can live and let live, be and let be, except that the choices we've made up until now were made under the influence of that paradigm of our limited perception and forgive ourselves and everyone else. See how powerful this is? So maybe this is your tool. The next alchemical key was the phrase, I create my reality. We are powerful creator beings. We automatically generate a reality through the vibration of our thoughts and feelings. We don't have a choice in the matter of creation. It's a consequence of our nature. And therefore, it behooves us to become conscious of the automatic power of creation within us. As we accept this, we learn that every thought is creative and is affecting the totality of this infinite electromagnetic field in which we live and move and have our being. It's not local to you, right? So when you vibrate something, the entirety of an infinite field, which is already a mind-boggling paradox, is affected. By our thoughts and choices, we rise and fall according to the, the charge that we have, we rise and fall like a cork in the ocean. And wherever we find ourselves when it, within this infinite field is a consequence of the automatic creative nature of the field itself and our existence as part of it. You can't separate yourself out from it. <laughs> so you can change your vibration at will once you allow yourself to let go of your story and beliefs and expand your consciousness. Is this powerful or what? This is what we are. This is the power that we're operating from. And most of us are using it to limit ourselves and choosing misery over bliss. Myself included. I have to remind myself every day. I create my reality. And we talked about the I here. Who's the I creating here? Are we coming from ego and the little me trying to get what we want? Or are we getting out of the way, letting go of our story and our beliefs and our position so that the infinite I that we are can lift us to our highest potential and destiny? The first three keys add up to the fourth one. 
quantum problem solving. I can solve any problem from within. I don't have to go out there and mess around in the field, right? When you accept the first three, it becomes obvious that so-called problems are not out there. They are in here. They are generated from in here. So problem is just programming, replaying in the subconscious and taking form in the mirror of reality. By using one simple tool of four phrases, we give permission for the universe to dissolve the program that is reflected by the problem. The four phrases we've been talking about during this series come from the practice called Ho'oponopono, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, I love you. But they transcend any tradition. They are the pillars of humility, forgiveness, gratitude, and love, which can cut through any block. Any block. I can solve any problem from within myself. The conscious person transforms everything inside. By taking responsibility, remembering that I'm seeing things through the lens of perception, repeating those four phrases, which give the universe permission to heal the program. I'm allowing. It's amazing when you use this form of letting go and gradually something that was like super triggering for your whole life just fades away. And you didn't do anything. You just allowed. The next key was, I am already worthy. I'm already worthy. Your true worth is inestimable. Our true nature is perfect, whole, and complete. Nothing can corrupt our original, innate innocence. And that's where our worth comes from. Your worth and deserving are not based on your life story and situation, on what you've done or haven't done, but on your being itself. Because the source of our existence and our continuance from moment to moment is divinity itself. Realize that to embrace this key is merely to acknowledge what is already true. To argue against it or to reject it is to reject spiritual reality. All right, so denigrating yourself and your worth is not humility. It doesn't make you more spiritual. That's false humility and it's of the ego. It's a reaction against spiritual pride, actually. <laughs> so that's part of the dualities of the ego. If you argue against your innate worth as an extension of divinity, then you're arguing against spiritual reality, and that's the ego. So this key is especially powerful if you're stuck in guilt, shame, or regret. If you're stuck in the past and you can't let go of something that happened, something that you did, you're blaming yourself, you're feeling self-pity, and like, oh, and I'll never, never be good enough, never get out of it, blah, 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 blah. This key will help shake you out of identification with the personal self and the payoff the ego receives from juicing your negative emotions. It's loving every minute of it. I am already worthy and nothing can change that. And you may have to be tough with yourself on this one, <laughs> but tough in the right way, <laughs> not tough in the self-punishing, self-shaming way. That's just more of the same. 
Freedom is a choice. That's our next key. This takes us back to our metaphor of the jail cell. True freedom is a condition of the spirit. But we often don't discover this until we're in an extreme limitation of some kind. When we have a belief that our freedom is curtailed, it becomes true. And again, our human condition of being simultaneously limited and unlimited, finite and infinite, is the springboard for transcendence. But it's a choice we must make. Collapsing the waveform puts us on another timeline, and we rise or fall according to the charge on our particle. I can choose my frequency by changing my thoughts. I can choose to let go of something. I can choose to forgive. I can choose to be grateful. Or I can choose to hold on. This key is especially useful when we're tempted to give in to a negative view of things. Freedom is a choice. And I can choose to free myself now. It's like calling the bluff of the ego. The key, the more I give, the more I have, is the intelligent choice to lean into the goodness of life and to activate the law of circulation whenever stagnation sets in. Stagnation is the result of lack of flow, right? Which is always some form of negativity or resistance. And these are two words that can almost be used interchangeably. Whatever I want to receive more of, I have to give first. This key is like a mudra of generosity toward all of life, extending yourself without the thought of gain. In yoga, we call it seva, selfless service, selfless service. It's about going through your day as a person of increase, the practice of always leaving the world a little better than you found it. This key can really lift you up. So if you're feeling down, poor, uh, defensive, cold, lonely, or afraid. It can bring the warmth of universal goodness and kindness back into your experience. As you begin to channel that warmth and, and goodness and kindness and generate it within yourself, you, <laughs> you realize that you're your own generator and then you'll feel it flowing back to you as increase in all its forms. It's really magical. I am provided for is the next key. And it's the other side of the previous one. It's the acknowledgement that everything we need is already ours for the asking. Nothing is ever being withheld. As we learn to live more and more as a person of increase with true humility, gratitude, forgiveness, and love, we accept that we are always given everything that we need. And if you look back on your life, you'll realize that that's been true. It's always been true. You're still here. This infinite electromagnetic field in which we live and move and have our being is aware of our every breath, our every thought, our every feeling. It knows us inside and out because we are it and it, it is us. Truly nothing can be hidden, even if we think it can. The field knows all. It's omnipresent and omniscient and automatically responds to us based on our frequencies interaction with the field. There could be no mistake in the reality we experience as we ourselves have generated it consciously or unconsciously. 
So the only thing that can keep you from being provided for is your belief that you are not provided for or that you don't deserve it. And this belief may be obvious to you or it may be buried subconsciously. But even then, the field is caring for us as much as we will allow, preserving our life and continuance from moment to moment. To use this key as a tool, this is my key, (laughs) I'll share that with you, is to learn radical surrender. It is to lean back, relax, and I would say revel in total dependence on this infinite field, which some call God, some call the universe, spirit, doesn't matter what you call it. It is the source of all that is, the source of our existence and the source of all things that come to us, whatever channels they may find to reach us. I am provided for is a joyful expression of intimacy with spirit. Intimacy with spirit. It invites us to let down our guard, abandon our pride and willfulness, and any belief that we're doing this on our own. You realize it's totally ridiculous and expand our hearts in total trust and vulnerability like a child. You've really got to let go of all your ideas about yourself. And this one is changing my life. It's changing my life. I am provided for. You know, it's not just about money. (laughs) It's about everything, your breath, your ideas, your inspiration, moment to moment existence I am provided for. It's a totally different way of moving through life. Finally, we explored the necessity of spiritual hygiene with the key, am I willing to let go? Am I willing to let go of the little things and the big things? Am I willing to let go of the familiar self-concept I've been so attached to? All spiritual growth simply comes down to letting go of what's false, which reveals the truth. Truth is unmoving, totally stable, totally dependable. And the radiance of truth shines forth like the sun when the clouds are removed. Letting go is the undoing of the pride of the ego. So if you feel angry, resentful, critical, hurt, betrayed, or otherwise justified in holding something against someone else or yourself, this is a good tool for you. Am I willing to let go? Any of these alchemical keys will open the heart to unconditional love, the flowering of your consciousness, and take you 
all the way to the door of enlightenment if that is your aspiration. Any one of these alchemical keys will ease your path of ascension because we're going there one way or another, like it or not. Let's make it as easy as we can. You know, very often when we start out on the spiritual path, we don't even realize we're doing it. It's like it comes in through the back door somehow. When people come to work with me, it's usually because there's a specific problem or pain point that they want to dissolve or a specific goal or vision that they want to accomplish. These are the messages from spirit which start the process of spiritual awakening. And even though at first we have a personal interest in solving a problem or accomplishing a goal, little by little, the rewards of awakening become self-evident and they are sought for their own sake. Awakening is sought for its own sake. And we begin to relinquish the personal agendas that we originally came in with. They fade away as more and more we open our channel for spirit to work through us, which naturally raises the kundalini energy, raises our vibration, and activates our highest potentials and the highest use of our gifts and talents in the world. And that which we used to run after and sweat for and use push energy to try to make it work, get it, make it happen, it just disappears and is replaced by a sort of effortless effort. You may be still very busy, very active, but it's in a different way. So people often ask me, what should I do? What should I do? <laughs> There's nothing to do. Inner alchemy is all about allowing your ascension by going with the flow instead of resisting. It's happening anyway. So you can work with it and make it easier, or you can resist it and life will get harder to crack the hard shell of the ego. It's not against you, it's for you. You don't have to do anything for ascension to occur. It's more about not doing. You can just soften and open to it. And there are some tips that can be helpful, like simplify your life. That's perhaps one of the biggest messages we've received as a global community over the last few years. Come to stillness, be quiet, tune in, spend time in nature, and give yourself the gift of some form of daily practice to ground yourself. I teach and practice kundalini yoga to strengthen my nervous system so it can handle more light. But even just having the intention to open up and let this happen will go a long way and you'll be guided on your path. In the show notes, you'll also find a link to the Q&A form I've set up to allow you to submit your questions about anything I address during this podcast. I'll do an entire Q&A episode based on those questions that come up most frequently. I send you all love and blessings. See you next time. Meanwhile, walk in grace. Thank you for joining me in the grace space where you're always in the right place. If you love this podcast, I invite you to subscribe to it and submit a review if you feel called to do so. Also, be sure to sign up for my newsletter right here. I look forward to spending this time with you again next week. Meanwhile, 
I send you love and blessings. Bye for now.